for January 5th, 2024. This is the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup. Reading the news so you don't have to. And as you start your weekend here in no particular order, a judge in Wyoming has rejected a motion to disqualify Donald Trump from the state's 2024 presidential ballot, affirming his eligibility under the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Obviously, Colorado and Maine said, nope, we think the 14th Amendment means this, and he's kicked off the ballot. So now the Supreme Court's going to get involved to figure all this out. The latest with regards to the killing of Elijah McClain, Officer Randy Rodima, the most senior law enforcement officer present during the incident, is awaiting sentencing following his conviction for the for participating in the killing of Elijah. Additionally, two paramedics have already been found guilty for administering a lethal overdose of ketamine to McLean, and their sentencing is scheduled for a later date. Back to the Supreme Court, they have permitted Idaho to enforce its stringent abortion ban even in cases of medical emergencies amidst an ongoing legal dispute. This decision arises in the context of the Biden administration's argument that the EMT-ALA, which is the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act, obligates health care providers to perform abortions in emergency situations overriding state-imposed abortion limits. More documents have been unsealed in the Jeffrey Epstein case, implicating numerous high-profile individuals. The documents disclose nearly 200 names, encompassing Epstein's accusers, various business people, politicians, and celebrities, including Leo and Kate Blanchett. Hey, what a shocker. The Clintons are on there as well, but they're only listed as witnesses in the case. Mm-hmm. Homedics is recalling approximately 50,000 therapists select percussion personal massagers, which have been sold in the U.S. and Canada, due to the risk of overheating while charging, which, you know, poses potential fire and burn hazards. The recall specifically targets massagers with the model number HHP715, so that's Hector Hector Papa 715, and it was manufactured up until the end of 2022. Customers who have purchased this product are eligible for a full refund or a refund plus a 20% credit towards any Homedics product. The massagers were available in major retailers including Macy's, BJ's, Wholesale Club, Lowe's, JCPenney, and the Home Depot. To date, Homedics has received 17 reports of the massagers overheating, which includes one incident resulting in a burn injury. In New Mexico, Republican electors who falsely declare Donald Trump as the winner of the 2020 presidential race are currently not prosecutable under existing law. This situation has prompted Democratic Attorney General Raul Torres to advocate for stronger electoral security measures and the establishment of legal grounds to prosecute similar actions in the future. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir is advocating for the expansion of medical marijuana access to encompass more severe health conditions such as ALS, Parkinson's, and HIV. This proposed expansion could potentially make an additional 400,000-plus Kentuckians eligible for medical marijuana treatment. However, supporters of the bill anticipate possible resistance in the legislature regarding the expansion of eligible conditions because, yeah, that's what always happens. There's always a pushback. There's always, well, you want me to do something for you? What are you going to do for me? It happens at the lowest level and the highest level. Moving on. 
A salmonella outbreak traced to Ricard charcuterie meats from Bashudo Foods has impacted 24 individuals across 14 states, resulting in five hospitalizations. The outbreak's origin was confirmed when the Minnesota Department of Agriculture detected salmonella bacteria in unopened samples of Bashudo Foods charcuterie samplers. This discovery led to a recall of over 11,000 pounds of the company's products. Consumers, particularly those who purchase these products at Sam's Club stores in various states, again, the story says strongly advise against consuming it, but hey, don't. How about you not? They, this should say don't eat it. We found a disease in there. How about not doing that? Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has enacted an executive order that bans gender transition surgeries for minors at hospitals and surgical facilities within the state. Now, while this order does not impede hormone therapies or mental health care for transgender minors, it mandates the Ohio Department of Health and Mental Health and Addiction Services to enforce proposed rules aimed at ensuring proper treatment. Despite this, Governor DeWine's veto of a bill that sought to prohibit all gender-affirming care for minors was maintained. The United States Department of Justice is nearing the final stages of its antitrust investigation into Apple, a process that could soon lead to the filing of an antitrust lawsuit. This potential lawsuit is expected to center on several of Apple's practices, including the exclusivity of the Apple Watch to the iPhone, the limitation of the iMessage service to Apple devices, and the proprietary nature of the Apple Pay payments system. But isn't it all their stuff? I thought that was the appeal of Apple. Heading back to Ohio, down in Ohio, however the kids are doing it these days, a study led by Melissa Burek, who's the director of the Center for Justice Research, found that gun crime decreased in six out of eight major cities following the state's, following the state's implementation of permitless concealed weapon carrying. The research, which focused on firearm-involved crimes, observed notable reductions in gun crime rates in cities like Parma, Akron, and Toledo. Conversely, Dayton and Cincinnati experienced an increase in such crimes. Additionally, significant drops in verified crime incidents were recorded in Toledo and Columbus, indicating a varied impact on the policy across different urban areas in the state. The Iraqi government has announced its intention to permanently end the presence of the U.S.-led international military coalition within its borders. The situation is complicated by demands from Iran-aligned groups in Iraq for the coalition's withdrawal following a U.S. strike that resulted in the death of a militia leader. Yeah, I'd like to add, though, that they were hitting and striking U.S. soldiers a hundred times since mid-October. And the one time that they found out, now they're saying, no, we need to end all this. Of course you would say that. We're the ones preventing you from causing further harm over there, or at least a deterrent. In 2023, the number of police officers shot in the line of duty in the U.S. reached a record high with 378 officers being shot, leading to 46 fatalities. This statistic is detailed in a report by the National Fraternal Order of Police, which also noted that there were 115 ambush-style attacks on officers, resulting in 20 fatalities. Wayne LaPierre, the executive vice president and chief executive officer of the NRA, has announced his resignation from the organization, effective January 31st, due to health reasons. His decision to step down comes shortly before a scheduled civil trial in New York, where he and other senior NRA leaders are accused of misappropriating the organization's funds. Over in China, 
Yan Cheng Long, a Chinese chess player, has filed a lawsuit against the Chinese Chess Association seeking redress for mental distress caused by being stripped of his title. This punitive action was a consequence of Yan consuming alcohol and subsequently defecating in his hotel room, which you would think, yeah, that's where you're supposed to do it. But yeah, in the appropriate area. He acknowledges that he did have some alcohol, but maintains it was moderate and part of a celebration for his win arguing the unforeseen stomach issues prevented him from reaching the toilet in time. The Chess Association, however, concluded that Yan's action resulted in hotel property damage, disruption of public order, and had an adverse effect on the tournament's reputation. Yan's lawsuit demands a formal apology, restoration of his reputation, and 14 grand in damages. So this is interesting. Florida, with the blessing of the FDA, is going to get drugs from the border. The Canadian border. Ha! Verbal clickbait. Now, the reason Florida is going to be getting this is they're aiming to lower the drug prices within the state. The program is going to focus on importing certain medications used for treating HIV and AIDS, diabetes, hepatitis C, and mental illnesses, with projections indicating potential annual savings of up to $150 million for state taxpayers. Over in Baltimore, there was a notable decrease in homicides last year, with the city recording fewer than 300 cases for the first time in almost a decade. The decline in crime is attributed to a blend of factors, including targeted law enforcement initiatives and increased community support. Alongside this decrease in homicides, there was also a reduction in unconstitutional arrests, signaling progress in police reform. However, the city acknowledges that there remains significant work in addressing the root causes of gun violence to sustain and build up these improvements. Now we go back over to China again, this time because of Tesla. They're recalling 1.6 million cars because of its autopilot feature and door locks, and they're offering free software updates to rectify these problems. The recall mirrors a similar action here in the U.S. where around 2 million Tesla cars were recalled to address issues related to the autopilot's functionality. And finally, a Navy investigation into a suicide aboard the USS Theodore Roosevelt aircraft carrier last year has exposed significant flaws in the Navy's peer-based approach to addressing mental health issues. The probe into the death of electrician's mate, third-class Jacob Slocum, and similar incidents aboard another carrier, the USS George Washington, reveal systemic issues. The investigation highlighted failures by shipmates who report warning signs and inadequate leadership by enlisted supervisors. It also pointed out to the lack of mental health resources, particularly during demanding periods such as long-maintenance periods. The report found that the reactor department where Slocum worked was under extreme pressure and had the highest demand for mental health services. Despite the ship's request for additional mental health support, wait times for help increased and essential training on mental fitness and resilience was delayed. Following Slocum's death, there was an acknowledgement of the need for more mental health resources, but the report noted that as of its submission, the requested additional permanent counselor had not yet been provided. Didn't mean to put you in a bad note or a sour note or a downer heading into the weekend, but you're going to get all the right news. Oh, no, that's not the right thing I want to say. You're going to just get the news from me. Good, bad, and what? You know, like the one yesterday where the dog ate four grand. Why do you have so much money laying around? You're going to get all that news from me. And I'm going to go start my weekend and try to find my cash, or at least how much I can use 
to enjoy it. You enjoy it as well, and make sure you can get to work back on Monday, and you're not sitting there going, oh, God, I hope somebody bails me out. Let's not, let's not start off the year that way.